0: Let's just ask God to speak to our hearts this morning. Father, as we open your word and look into it, we pray your spirit will illumine and apply these words so that we may walk from here in some way changed, we pray, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Proverbs, skills for living, and last week we introduced the book and uh, We looked at the whole concept of Proverbs being little, short, pithy sayings that are memorable, that are to do with wise living. Skills for living, the word wisdom, is the word that is used in the Old Testament for skills, and here in this book, skills for living. What's one of the dumbest things you've ever done in your life? You can tell me afterwards. I remember watching the Get Smart show years and years ago. Remember that show? Some, some do. And I, there's one thing I'd forgotten, everything else about it, except for this one little scene where he was holding a glass of water or something in his hand, Maxwell Smart was, and somebody asked him the time. <laughs> he looked at his watch and the water went everywhere. And I thought... Oh. Gonna be dumb. Anyway, uh, that that's the role he played, and and um, the whole the book of Proverbs is about being truly smart, truly smart, um, making wise or smart choices in life. You are what you are today because you made choices that led you to be what you are today, good and bad, right? And we look back on our lives and, and uh, we, we think of those choices that we've made that were really not r- that wise and other ones like marrying Marg that was very wise. Love you, Kachi. <clears throat> There's two pathways in life and this book is all about that. It presents the two pathways, the, the wise path and the foolish path. The wise pathways... Um, and the foolish pathways Uh, Mark and I were going for a walk in the Danrongs some time back, a few years ago now and we came to a fork in the path through the bush and we chose the wrong path and instead of it being a half hour little walk around which we only had time for, we ended up finding halfway around that it was the two hour one and uh, so it it took forever to get back and um, uh, yeah, we took the wrong path, and it cost us two hours. It's no big deal, really, but that's what life is about. We make choices which way we go, what we choose to say and do, and it, makes an, it has an effect, it has consequences in our lives. Now, wisdom is really common sense. Um, Marg, again, you're in the light today. But um, she loves to have her garden all pristine. And when a weed comes up, she says, oh, look, there's weeds up there. Um, let's get them out. And uh, I said, oh, leave it. And she said, but look, the seeds on it. And if those seeds fall, then we're going to have 10 times the amount of weeds next time when they grow. So let's get them out before the seeds fall. That's wisdom. A simple common sense. So common sense, someone said, isn't as common as it used to be. I thought that was an interesting quote to put in. All right, so let's look then at the wise path that uh, Solomon talks about here in this book of Proverbs. And uh, it starts with seeking wisdom. The wise path starts with seeking wisdom. It says in chapter 4, verses 7 and 8, Listen to this, the beginning of wisdom is this, get wisdom. The beginning of wisdom is this, get wisdom, and whatever you get, get insight. Prize her highly and she will exalt you. She will honor you if you embrace her. So the first step is motivation to seek wisdom. And so in order to seek wisdom, we need, first of all, a teachable heart. A teachable heart, it says in chapter 2, verse 2, making your ear attentive to wisdom and inclining your heart to understanding. Gary and Michelle go bowling, right? When they go bowling, they have a bowling... The first time and only time I've been bowling was barefoot bowls in Richmond somewhere. We got this free pass or something, so we went in. And the bowling ball has a bias. It has one side of the ball is heavier than the other. So when you all know when you roll it it, it, it goes towards where the bias is. And uh, so there's a, a bias that inclines the ball a certain way. and And what Solomon is saying here is, incline your heart put the bias towards wisdom in your whole life be biased towards what is the wise choice here not just what is right and wrong but what is wise to do how do we go about what is wise to say to that person who really upset me now I'd like to say this but what is wise or what is foolish So we need a teachable heart. Keep your heart with all vigilance, it says in chapter 4. Keep your heart with all vigilance, for from it flow the springs of life. That's what you end up being. And and listen to advice, it says in chapter 19. Uh, Listen to advice and accept instruction, and in the end you will be wise. So a teachable heart. Secondly, we need a seeking heart. And in seeking wisdom, in verses three and four, if you call out for insight and raise your voice for understanding, if you seek it like silver and search for it as for hidden treasure, if you knew that there was some hidden treasure up in the dandenongs, and and you had an old map with the coordinates and where to find it under this big behind this big rock beside the huge gum tree or something. You would go and you would put a lot of effort into seeking to find that hidden treasure. Or if you're a normal person, you would. It's normal. You seek it. Hey, that's valuable. That would change my life. Let's do it. And so it says here, seek it like silver, search for it like hidden treasure. Wisdom. It's that important, says uh, Solomon. So the evidence of real desire has to be there. Kim, our little daughter, when she was only four years of age, we went to a Christian bookshop and we found out that our little daughter had gotten lost. We went out to those streets all around in the city and we looked and looked and looked everywhere calling out for her, everything else. You know, the fact that our parking meter might be needing more money or whatever just was out of the picture. Most important was finding our little daughter. And apparently she went to the traffic lights and stood there. She knew she wasn't allowed to talk to strangers and she knew she wasn't allowed to cross the road. So she stood there and a man came up to her and said, ''Are you lost?'' She's not allowed to talk, so she just went like this. And he said, Would you like me to take you across to the um, department store? So we did. Anyway, finally we found her. Was it the police that told us? We called the police. We somehow found out. We went into the department store in case she went in there and, and found. Oh, they said to mum that Marg, I oh, so you're the mother, are you? It was two hours we were looking for her. But we were so motivated to search, to find her. It was so, so important to us. And how much is wisdom important to you and me that we make wise choices, especially in younger years as where whole life is ahead of us and the choices we make do impact significantly our lives. The first nine chapters, as I said last week, are all devoted to, hey, seek wisdom. Like Solomon speaking to his son. My son, do this. Make sure that you search for wisdom. Look for it. It's so important. The whole nine chapters is trying to motivate us to seek wisdom. Then from chapter 10 on, there's the unfolding of wisdom, the Proverbs. So next, we not only are to seek wisdom... But finding wisdom, how do you find wisdom? In the early days of the motor vehicles in America, um, a Model T stalled on the road, and the guy couldn't get it started. He was cranking and cranking and cranking. Another car pulled up, and an energetic, wir- wiry kind of man stepped out, walked across, and he fiddled around inside under the bonnet. And, um, and he said, OK, try it now. And the guy went like that, and it started like that. So, wow. Thank you. He said, that's okay. I'm Henry Ford. He says, I designed and built these cars so I know what to do when something goes wrong. God designed and built the universe. God designed the human race. God did that so he knows what's best, what to do when something goes wrong. He knows what true wisdom is in life. For the Lord, it says in verse 6, we had read to us, for the Lord gives wisdom. How? How does he give wisdom? First of all, the fear of the Lord. We saw that last week. It's the foundation for wisdom. If you don't have an inner disposition of heart and mind to honour and exalt and live to please your Lord, then you are open to making foolish choices. But Fear of the Lord is the foundation for making wise choices. Uh, Dr. Don Leggett says about the fear of the Lord, it's a conviction that God's favour is the greatest of all blessings and his disapproval is the greatest of all evils. If that's in the back of your mind and your heart, then you will make wise choices. Secondly, it's finding wisdom in his word. It says in verse 6, For the Lord gives wisdom from his mouth come knowledge and understanding. God reveals in his word the wisdom uh, that he has for us. And the Bible has commands. It has the law. But there's a lot of life that isn't, isn't governed by the law. There's no specific laws for whether you should do this or do that. Pull weeds out of your garden. But... Uh, or or speak to a person a certain way. But the thing is that God gives us wisdom as well as his commandments, as well as his law, and both are married together. Both promote righteousness and love and kindness and goodness. Both of them uh, shun evil that leads to destruction and death. Someone said, you Christians are brainwashed. And the reply was, yes, but we choose what we wash our brains with. We need to wash our brains with the word of God. The word of God. (laughs) Secondly, or thirdly, I mean the finding wisdom by his spirit. Although this is not in Proverbs, except perhaps implicit in like verse 10, where it says, for wisdom will enter your heart. But in the New Testament, you know, Stephen was a man full of the spirit and of wisdom. Uh, Colossians 1.9. Filled with the knowledge of his will through all spiritual wisdom and understanding. Spiritual being spirit inspired. Spiritual wisdom. That we have the spirit of God and he helps us make wise choices. Fourthly. Finding wisdom by trusting God, that famous verse that we all should know. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not rely. I like this version. It's the the RSV version, but it says it really is what, what the verse is saying in the Hebrew. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not rely on your own insight. In all your ways acknowledge him and he will make your path straight. So we, we come across complex and difficult situations in life, how we should respond to that or what we should do in this given situation. And sometimes we just don't know what to do. So we pray about it. So we trust in the Lord with all our hearts and don't rely on our own insight. We, we may have some insight into it, but don't rely on that. It doesn't say throw it out. It says don't rely on that. Trust in the Lord and, and move with him. And he will make straight your path. And fifthly, finding wisdom in God's discipline. Proverbs three eleven to 12. My son, do not despise the Lord's discipline and do not resent his rebuke because the Lord disciplines those he loves as a father, the son he delights in. Quoted again in the New Testament. Discipline. Discipline, God's discipline, allowing us to go through tough times, allowing us to get hurt, allowing us to, to um, suffer a lack of things that we really need sometimes. And, and, and all sorts of situations where God will use that as discipline in our lives. Our health and other areas. So see it as God's discipline. Parents. You want your children to grow up to be happy, right? Um, But in order to do that, they may have to be deprived of certain things or they need to be disciplined. Because for their ultimate good, you do things that might hurt them. You, You do things that might upset them. But you love them. And with that end in view, wisdom says, no, I need to discipline my children. If I let them run riot, they'll become so uh, entitled. They'll be spoiled. And they'll grow up expecting that right through their lives. That's not wise. So God disciplines us. Folly is bound up in the heart of a child, but the rod of discipline will drive it far away. That's Proverbs 22. Good verse. Okay, um, and sixthly, finding wisdom from people. Uh, he who walks with the wise grows wise, but a companion of fools suffers harm. When we, our kids were little, uh, they were about five and seven, and we were living in the States, and um, we felt at the time... Uh, like we're, I particularly was pretty hard on them, saying no, you're not to do that. And 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 one of our close friends from the church said to us one day, "Choose your battles." What a wise word! We don't have to have a big battle over every single little thing in parenting. Choose the battles, the ones that are really important. There are ones that you can just you know. Um, It might say something, but don't make a big issue of it. Choose your battles. And we took that as a wise advice from a friend and applied it to our parenting. And we're thankful to God for that friend and for that wisdom. So there you are, finding wisdom, seeking wisdom and finding wisdom. And then enjoying wisdom. You see, God created us to enjoy life. He wants to bless us. And we talk where the Bible talks about the deceitfulness of sin. Sin deceives us, it makes us think that we're going to be blessed and going to be happy going that certain way, but it actually is deception. The pleasures of sin are for a season. So the rewards then of gaining wisdom, first of all, his protection. He is a shield to those who walk uprightly in chapter 2 verse 7. He guards the path of the righteous one, watching over the way of his saints, verse 8. And then secondly, he gives moral discernment for those um, who um, want to gain wisdom. Moral discernment. Then you will understand righteousness and justice and equity or fairness, how to be fair. Wisdom will help you in the very path of life, what to choose and what not to choose to do, what is righteous and just and fair. Thirdly, the reward of gaining wisdom will be deliverance from evil influences. And this is especially true of young people leaving their early years, moving into teenage years, that the influence of others is so powerful in those years. And a person with wisdom who is taught wisdom, will be um, better equipped to be delivered from the evil influence. Uh, It says in 2 verse 12, Delivering you from the way of evil uh, from men of perverted speech who forsake the paths of uprightness to walk in the ways of darkness. And verse 16, from the adulteress with her smooth words. So you will walk in the way of the good and keep to the paths of of righteousness, it says in verse 20. You remember when Solomon succeeded his father David as king, he asked for wisdom. I mentioned that last week. Wisdom to lead his people. And in the first year, he amassed 25 tons of gold. His ivory throne was overlaid with gold. He had drinking glasses that were made of gold. He amassed incredible wealth. And the glory and splendor of his kingdom became known throughout the whole world. In fact, 2 Chronicles 9, it says, King Solomon was greater in riches and wisdom than all the other kings of the earth. All the kings of the earth sought audience with Solomon to hear the wisdom God had put in his heart. But Solomon later ignored the wise path, and chose a foolish path. Now writing the book of Proverbs, he's an older man looking back and realising he made wise choices, but he made foolish choices, and they had consequences, especially relating to his own sons. So that's the wise path. The second path is the foolish path. Solomon, as an older wise man, says, talks about the foolishness, foolishness of being a fool. <laughs> How's that? Foolishness of being a fool. And three words he uses, and we'll quickly look at them. First of all, in verse 22 it says, these three words come up. How long will you who are simple live, love your simple ways? How, how long will mockers delight in mockery and fools Hate knowledge. So let's look at those three because they uh, tell us what a fool is. First of all, a simple, um, a simple person is inexperienced youth. It doesn't mean they're idiots or they're twits or whatever common lingo we'd use today. It just means that they are easily led. They're gullible. They're naive. Um, I left my apprenticeship as a pastry cook in sydney because my mates arrived from melbourne and said hey you can make a heap of money working on the dredge out in western port bay and i walked away from my apprenticeship but i was i was sort of naive and gullible and I, it was just that i was a young buck and I didn't think. I didn't think. That's what the simple person is. So in verse chapter 9, verse 6, uh, Solomon writes, Leave your simple ways and you will live. Walk in the way of insight. Secondly, there's the fool. The word fool. Um, <clears throat> someone who refuses to listen or take advice. When I take the wrong road, and Marg says, that's the wrong road to take. It takes me about 10 kilometres before I'm willing to admit it. <laughs> as hey, what? Guilty as charged. Guilty as charged. Oh, yeah, a few others around too. Okay. Uh, next Sunday I'm talking about pride, so um, maybe we can use that as an illustration then. Okay. So, uh, the fool, someone who refuses to take advice, someone who's obstinate, stubborn, uh, no desire to change, who's headstrong. Actually, the word Nabal, do you remember Nabal, who um, was uh, David, uh, Nab- Nabal, and Bathsheba? No, and Abigail, Abigail. Uh, a- and uh, Nabal was known as a fool, but the word Nabal became used as a word. For fool, so that word Nabal appears three times in this book, and Nabal was one. It says here in, in the scripture, no one uh, one cannot speak to him. In other words, he just won't listen to anyone giving him advice. That's foolish. That is what the uh, a fool is in the um, in the book of Proverbs, uh, chapter nine. It says, whoever corrects a mocker invites insult. Um, Whoever rebukes a wicked man incurs abuse. Do not rebuke a mocker or he will hate you. Rebuke a wise man and he will love you. Instruct a wise man and he will be wiser still. Secondly, someone who refuses to accept discipline. Uh, A fool spurns a parent's discipline, but whoever heeds correction shows prudence. And there's other proverbs uh, about that. And thirdly, the fool is one who rejects the fear of the Lord, who, it says in verse 29, they did not choose to fear the Lord. Notice they did not choose to fear the Lord. And then there's the mocker. The mocker is a fool with attitude. One who is a bad influence, a troublemaker. Proverbs 22:10. Drive out the mocker and out goes strife. Quarrels and insults are ended. Mockers stir up a city, it says in 29.8. Mockers stir up a city, but the wise turn away anger. So the consequences of a fool are evident in this book. And just a few proverbs to, to back that up. Folly brings punishment to fools chapter 16 verse 22 the fools uh, sorry the lips of fools uh, bring them strife a companion of fools suffers harm you can make foolish choices and you're free to do that but you're not free to choose the consequences of those choices so basically Solomon is saying here, since you would not listen, I, wisdom, will leave you to your ways. In chapter 1, verses 24 to 33, because I have called you and you refused to listen. That's I being wisdom. Wisdom called you and you refused to listen because you have ignored all my counsel and would have none of my reproof. I also will laugh at your calamity. That's not God speaking. That's wisdom. It's it's, uh, picturesque language. Uh, I will laugh at your calamity. I will mock when terror strikes you. Therefore, they will eat the fruit of their way and have their fill of their own devices. God is a God of grace. And that's true that when you make fearless choices, God can step in in an amazing way and uh, respond to your prayers and your situation. But as far as wisdom is concerned, when you choose the way of folly, wisdom doesn't have anything to say or do. It has no basis and ability to do anything for you when you make a, a foolish choice. So at the end of chapter 9, uh we find, or in chapter 9, we find a comparison. Both wisdom and foolishness are represented by women calling you to choose their pathway, to choose their dwelling. And for the lady wisdom, she calls out, leave your simple ways and you will live. Walk in the way of insight. And lady folly calls out, foolishness calls out, Little do they know that the dead are there for her. She doesn't call this out, but this is what it ends up saying that happens. Little do they know that the dead are there, that her guests are deep in the realm of the dead. You know, Jesus once used the word fool. Remember that? The rich man. Who thought he had everything? He says, he'll be, he said, I'll build bigger barns and eat, drink, be merry, enjoy life. And Jesus said, You fool. You fool. You fool. This day, your soul will be required of you. What does it profit a person if they gain the whole world and lose their soul? You'd be a fool to turn away from eternal life and peace with God in heaven for a few fleeting years of sort of happiness. Don't be a fool. You make choices, and those choices have consequences. Let's pray. Father in heaven, we pray that we will be wise, that we will listen to your spirit, listen to your word, listen to our friends, and that we will have a heart that fears the Lord, that we may choose wise, a wise pathway to walk in in our lives. We pray this through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen.